0: Hi, and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast, the space where we talk about topics related to intimacy, relationships, desire, and of course, pleasure. I'm your host, Ailsa Kepi, a somatic sex educator, therapist, and a lifelong student of the Body-Mind-Spirit Connection. You can find out more about me and my programs and services on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. Hello, and welcome to this week's Ask Ilsa. Uh, We are every Monday taking the time to look at relationship and intimacy questions and see if we can delve into finding some answers or at least some more clarity about these types of questions. And this week, we're dealing with the age old issue of can you be lovers and friends? And of course, uh, most of us, any of us who are old enough to remember When Harry Met Sally, the whole film is based on answering this question, can you be lovers and friends at the same time? And of course, um, you know, the answer is no, you can't, but then they end up doing exactly that in the movie. So uh, interesting, it's just kind of one of those things that we as human beings um, are really curious about. And I think what, what helps us get clarity about this is how do you define friendship and how do you define a love relationship? And sometimes we need to look at what are we expecting from these types of relationships? In my experience um, with myself and also with other people, we're not always really clear about you know, what these types of relationships are or what they mean to us. I know, for instance, in my personal experience, uh, my idea of friendship is um, a quite a, quite a close bond, I think. And when I discuss this with certain people that, you know, I'm creating friendships with uh, I've had the feedback that I expect a lot of friends, um not in a way that i'm needy but just you know i expect to share intimate and um you know intimate things with each other i expect to kind of have conversations that are meaningful i expect to share you know our views on politics and life and relationships and um you know what our visions and dreams are and so you know really a friendship then becomes something that i can't really have with very many people because You know, friendships as a more surface friendship, you know, people you work with or maybe people you hang out with, you maybe don't have the time and the energy to kind of dive into who they really are. So I think for me, my idea of a good friend would be a very close and intimate relationship. But you know, obviously if you're in if the difference for you is whether you are having intimate relations with your friend or do you call them a friend or a lover and so you know that for me was something like I need to define what do I consider friends and what do I consider acquaintances what do I consider casual friends what do I consider close friends I think it's common for us as adults when as we kind of come out of the school age and university age and we move into adulthood we tend to not have so many close friends as we may have in grade school for instance because friendship requires a lot of time and effort as do relationships it's a relationship so being lovers is a similar thing do you consider a lover someone that you're just having sex with do you consider a lover someone that you are um you know spending time with that you have similar interests that you're uh discussing Your future plans and visions, and sharing yourself with in a deeper way, in which case, is that something? Is that how you would define more of a friendship? So, that seems like the first step in really deciding whether you can be friends and lovers is deciding what that means for you and really being clear about that. So, you know, take some time and write some notes for yourself. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. But it definitely needs to be thought about. What I notice with, um, you know, people out there is that we have different ideas, different expectations of certain types of relationships, and we're not always comfortable being clear and having communication about our expectations. Sometimes we don't want to admit that we have those expectations, but we do anyway, and so we, you know, it causes a lot of hurt and disappointment. You know, uh, I see women having expectation that if they start dating someone, well, not just women, anyone really, there's people that have the expectation that if you start dating someone, you're going to be monogamous, you're not going to be dating other people and that you have a serious relationship and that you're going to share the ups and downs of your life. So, you know, this may or may not be what the person, the other person is expecting. They may be thinking of it more as a lover um, relationship where you don't spend that much time together unless you want to get laid and you know that's perfectly fine it's just if those two types of expectations are not in sync there's going to be some definite problems and you may be thinking that your friends and, and your lover may want to come over and just watch movie or go for a walk or look after your dog or um, you know, help you out if you're sick, bring you groceries, I don't know, all those kinds of things. And your lover might be like, what? Like, we're lovers, we're not, you know, I'm not going to do all of that stuff with you. I have other people that I consider friends that I want to spend my time with, and you know, outside of the bedroom. And so, yeah, really getting clear about what are your expectations um, can, can lead to a lot more clarity in your relationships in general. Um, many people also are, are moving into, um, committed relationships later on in life than perhaps a couple hundred years ago. Maybe we would get married, you know, at 16 and, you know, that would be our first love relationship and we would, you know, get married and committed and have a family or whatever to that person. And nowadays, often we have, we have an extended period of being single and or dating or trying out different types of relationships and so you know it leads to us having a much more complex understanding of all these different types of relationships because back in the day you know if you were mid teens you know you would probably fall in love with and learn to be friends with someone that you got married to hopefully that would be the ideal and if you didn't then you would make it work on some other level and you would have a mistress or have a a, um, you know a lover outside of your marriage perhaps but nowadays we're you know we're spending a lot more time creating lots of complex types of relationships we have friends we have casual friends we have work colleagues we have lovers we have committed relationships we have you know, dates, we have, um, you know, polyamorous types of configurations. We have people that we, you know, friends that we're in love with, but we don't talk to them about it. We have other people that we sleep with, but we're not really, we don't really like to spend time with. So we have, we create a much more complex web of relationships. And I think this requires us to grow in our understanding of intimacy and relationships in general and of ourselves. As human beings, so I think, are are um, waiting until later to maybe commit to whatever type of relationships we want in our life. Re, you know, demands that we actually rise to the challenge of working on how do we have good relationships. So, really, building good relationships is the key to any of these things, and in within a good relationship of whatever kind we can you know negotiate whether we're actually lovers or friends or go back and forth I've had personal experience of you know as I became better at negotiating what I wanted and how I wanted to be and what my expectations were I've negotiated numerous friendships that became lovers that went back to friends that you know um were you know at the same time I had a few different relationships going on and I'm not saying that I didn't um go through some pain and grief as I was growing into that. But the clearer I get about who I am and what I want and how to communicate that, the clearer all my relationships got. And you know, I can now feel really confident in choosing this particular relationship configuration with this particular person, knowing that we're both good with that. And if we want to negotiate a different type of relationship that I'm that I bring those skills and I can negotiate something different and that that wouldn't necessarily end in somebody storming out or feeling hurt or at the end of a friendship. It would mean, yeah, we can sit down and talk about it. And that's the kind of um, relationship skill building that I think has really um, informed my life and has helped me a lot. And that's how I help clients to move through, you know, beginning to understand who they are as as a friend who are they as a lover who are they as a committed partner you know if they even are that you know and what do they want and once you kind of get really clear with yourself that relationship with self you can then create really great relationships with other people which may have um, different names than either either friend or lover I have had a couple relationships where I'm like what do we call this? It's kind of more than friends, but not really committed lovers either. Um, you know, so what do we call that? And I haven't actually come up with any new words. Let me know if you have. Um, but yeah, these types of the the clarity to know and to, to, to feel into. And again, another aspect of relationships is to being open to feeling. Like if you are in relationship with anyone on any level you need you will find that it will help if you can actually feel your feelings and be aware of what you're feeling and not just be living into the fantasy or the you know what you would like that relationship to be but you're actually able to be grounded in your body and feel what that is and sometimes it will be painful And sometimes that person won't give you what you want and you'll have to look elsewhere or, you know, decide if that's something that you can offer to yourself or that's something you can do without for now. Um, So you need to know, yeah, what are your needs and what do you need from this relationship? Even the best lover, friend, friend, best friend type of combo still can lack in certain things of meeting your needs as a person. And so we still need... To look elsewhere, you know, for those types of needs to be met. So, I don't know if how you're feeling in your relationships and how you respond. Please do let me know in the comments if you found this helpful. If you're interested in relationship skill building, reach out, PM me. Um, I do some courses on this, and some cor- we basically start with knowing yourself, so you can know another person. Intimately so that you're open to actually seeing who they are and what they offer and what they need So that you can be in relationship uh, in an authentic way. I think this is the most important aspect of um, any type of relationship whether you then choose to be friends and again Like I said at the beginning getting really clear about what does that mean to you? What are your expectations of a friend uh, or whether you choose to be lovers and what are your expectations and ideas about that and then, what are your? What is the other person bringing to that? What do, What stories and ideas, visions and expectations do they bring to the relationship? And where do you overlap? So, if those ideas sound interesting and juicy to you, please do PM, reach out, or check my website at www.pleasureforhealth.com. So it's Elsa Kepi signing off for today. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Pleasure for Health podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with your friends and loved ones. Let's discover and celebrate more pleasure together. Again, my name is Elsa Kepi, and you can find out more or contact me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com.